Hello, Mama. Welcome to Reaching Abundance. I'm Virginia Elder, your host, financial coach, and fellow money-minded mama. If you've been following the show for a while, fantastic. Thank you for your loyalty. And if you're new here, welcome. On this show, we tackle all the things that add up to and impact your abundant life. We talk about and dive deep into issues relating to motherhood and parenting, household and time management, mindset, relationships, and health. Each of these topics affects and is affected by your emotions, beliefs, and your money. I dream that every woman, mother, and child be financially educated and equipped so you can seize the opportunity to create abundance and change your trajectory, which is why I create and share simple money guidance to help moms slash chaos and gain clarity about their finances. Money is a tool that can be used to create the joyous life you dreamt about. And as you learn and make money moves and set your family up for success, you get to teach your kids about money along the way too. Today's fun topic is about one way to get more money. If you've been thinking about switching jobs or going back to work, Or if you think this might be something coming up for you in 2021, this episode is gold for you. This week's mama guest, Christy Meenan, is a certified resume writer, job search strategist, LinkedIn pro, and career coach. Wow, I wish I knew her back in my corporate working mom days. Even if you aren't on the job hunt, you've been there before, or I bet you know someone who's currently either looking for work or looking toward a promotion. So share this episode with those friends and stick around to learn what you can do now to set yourself up for success just in case you decide to search for an online work-from-home position head back to the office, or if you're already working and yearly reviews are coming up. You're going to hear about Christy's mindset shifts around money and how she did it. Plus, you're going to love what she's doing just for you as a Reaching Abundance listener for free to help you stand out and get noticed by hiring managers. Speaking of mindset and freebies, you're invited to snag my Money Mindset Mantras free download right here in the show notes. Just pop in your name and email in the box so I know where to send it, and I'll shoot it right over to you. There are commonly used, mostly negative phrases about money that you and your loved ones probably think and say all the time without even realizing it. This free download helps you recognize them and replace them with a positive phrase. So you go from saying, we can't afford that, to we're making different choices with our money right now. This simple trick toward using positive phrases pertaining to money has a beautiful trickle-down effect, and you'll actually start seeing more positivity all around, especially when it comes to your finances. 
Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. Hi, Christy. Thanks for being here with me today. Let's dive right in. I want to hear about what you're doing now and why moms need to know about it. Absolutely. I am a certified resume writer. I love helping moms find their way back into the workforce, however that looks for them. You know, for some, it might be a 100% remote position. For some, it may be full-time corporate office environment. That doesn't matter. But what I really love doing is helping position moms as they prepare to re-enter the workforce. So you're focused on helping moms get noticed if and when they want to switch jobs or go into the workforce. I think that's so valuable because I think now more than ever, of course, we've kind of been forced into this work from home environment. And for those that that wasn't an option, right? everybody's kind of like, well, this has to be an option now. Like I have to find an online job. I want to be home with my kids, but then this really pushed me. Right. What about moms who maybe haven't worked in a long time or feel like they don't have much to put on a resume. I feel like those are the ones that are really struggling. Like, well, then where do I start? I have to start at the bottom. Like, you know, the thoughts right there can be really discouraging. So what would you say to them? Well, I just worked with a client that is in that specific situation. She hadn't worked in probably 15 years. Mm -hmm. She has raised three kids. And we talked at length Mm -hmm. about all the different things that she does to raise those kids. Because as you know, and I know, running a household is a business. (laughs) Yes, I mean, you may not get a paycheck for it, but there are deliverables that need to be met, people that need to get places. So what I want to tell moms is don't let that be the thing that makes you afraid to take the step into getting back into the workforce, because I can take care of that. There are ways that I can position you so that I show a prospective employer the value that you can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we talked about before is what can moms do to prepare? Yes. What can they do right now? Mm -hmm. If they're thinking, "Mm, this, I might have to go back to work. There are things that you can do before you make that decision. And there are things that you can do after you've made that decision. And that's what I help coach people is how to set the stage so that when they do officially enter the job search process, certain things will be already in play. Right. That's so valuable because making the initial jump to put your resume out there doesn't always go so smoothly if it's a split decision it really requires you to kind of suffer through your current position for a little while while you get your ducks in a row and prepare and maybe hire a resume coach or a career coach and double check your LinkedIn profile and all of that stuff that maybe it didn't used to be part of the job process, but now it really is. 
the employers really do Google you yes, yes. <laughs> and do some research. <laughs> Tell me about LinkedIn a little bit, if you don't mind. I'm awful at LinkedIn. Even when I was in the professional setting, I logged in and I was like, I don't get this. It's like a professional Facebook. I don't even understand right now. Sure. <laughs> so help me out with that a little bit. Tell me what to look for, what I would need to fix. LinkedIn is one of my favorite spaces to be in. And so many people have preconceived notions of what LinkedIn is, that it's for old people. It's boring <laughs> and, and all of that. Or like and, what I said, like it's the professional yeah. Facebook. <laughs> but true or not, that doesn't matter. What matters is the first place recruiters go or hiring managers go to look up Intel on you is LinkedIn. Mm. Google may be second, but LinkedIn is first. Mm. Now, I'm not going to say that just because you don't have a LinkedIn profile, that that's an automatic reject. That's not the case at all. Right. But as a job seeker, you want to take advantage of every single tool that is out there that is going to help set you apart from other job seekers. And so LinkedIn is one of those tools. And by the way, it's free. <laughs> a resume, a cover letter, and then the infographic. Yeah. You want to take advantage of anything and everything that you can do to set yourself apart from your competition. And so why I love LinkedIn, among a million other reasons, is with a resume, you're really confined to one or two pages and it has to be very succinct and it's just kind of stuffy. Yes. But that's the way it is. That's the way resumes are. And then cover letters, you have a little bit more flexibility to be more conversational in tone, which is terrific, but also your cover letter should be three or four paragraphs max. That's it. Mm -hmm. So with the LinkedIn bio, that gives you an opportunity to have more freedom with the information that you present about yourself or about your history or about things that you love, volunteer organizations that you've been involved with. So you really have more freedom and get to choose the way that you brand yourself to these recruiters and hiring managers. Maybe somewhere to put a little more personality into. For sure. Instead of just the black and white, here's my resume. There's not much right. space to be expressive there. Exactly. And this is one thing that I do as one of the services that I offer. I will revamp your LinkedIn profile. And one piece of that is if you go to LinkedIn, the top banner, you have your profile pic and then you have the rectangular box. Yeah. At the yeah. top. Mm -hmm. You can totally customize that. You can create an image. You can have a quote that speaks to you, but that is the first thing that you can do. That's super easy to set yourself apart. You get a great headshot. It doesn't have to be paid for, but ideally not in inappropriate <laughs> clothing. However, right. you know, I we mean, have bikini tops. <laughs> but yeah, no, don't do that. The next piece of that is the headline space and the headline space Nine times out of 10, people just put on there their current title, what they currently do. If you're looking to do something different, mm -hmm. you're pigeonholing you into that title. Right. There is an opportunity to customize it and use keywords to an area that you want to go into. So for instance, if you want to go into real estate, you can Google buzzwords for real estate and throw those words up there on your profile. And that attracts people that are in the real estate market. Mm. So there's definitely intention behind it and strategies behind it. And it's all free, or you could pay me to help you with it either way. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just another one of the tools that you can use to get noticed. Right. Talk to me about your journey here, your job search and 
the struggles and <laughs> life, basically. Sure. You did go get certified. So you've taken all the right steps. I loved hearing about your journey, but all the mamas listening want to hear about it too. Well, one of the things that really sets me apart is that very recently, four or five years ago, I was in the job search process. I was trying to find my pot of gold. I was trying to find out, you know, what can I do that I do well mm -hmm. and, and how can I make money? I wanted to go back to my roots going into writing and marketing. But what I found, because I'd been outside of the job market for so long, is technology changed. The industries had changed. And so while I knew that I could learn quickly, they don't want somebody necessarily that can learn quickly. They want somebody that already has the skills. I went through this job search process over a year, definitely over 100 applications. And I was not getting seen. I was not getting interviews. I didn't know what was going on. I had the college degree from a big known university. I had experience with big companies in Dallas-Fort Worth. I had a very strong active network of connections on LinkedIn and it just wasn't happening. And my ego took a huge hit and my mindset was not in the right space. Yeah. So I just put the job search process on hold and said, I need to get down to the bottom of this. I need to figure out why this isn't working. Like, what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? What am I not doing enough of? What am I doing too much of? So I spent time with recruiters and hiring managers and HR professionals, just doing deep dives with them, asking them those questions. Hmm. What I found out blew my mind. Yes, I was doing cover letters. Yes, I was doing resumes, but I wasn't customizing each resume. And I was networking, but I wasn't networking to my full capacity. Mm. And here's the biggest mistake that I was making. So if I could tell you one thing to not do, right. this would be it. <laughs> because you're coming from a place of, I have all this experience, but I don't exactly know where I want to land. And I know I could be great at it. So I've done this and this and this and this. And they put all of this information in a resume. Mm -hmm. The recruiters have to dig to find the things they are looking for. Right. Like which pieces are relevant. Exactly. That would be my big piece of advice. My big takeaway would be make sure that you are customizing each resume to each job position. And I know that sounds gross. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. But here would be my response to that. I know you don't want to do that, but you want to get an interview, right? Right. You have to put in the work. Yeah. So I love a couple things you said there. For one, you actually dug in and went to these people that had rejected you and asked questions and approached it, not angrily or frustrated, but from a curiosity standpoint and saying, what are you looking for? What did you see here? What am I needing to do differently? And used that. And then the other thing was you did mention mindset. So as you're creating your resumes, and sometimes this is hard to explain, but as you're writing anything, the way that you're feeling about the process or where you're at mentally, I mean, it really does translate into the words on the paper or on the screen. A hundred percent. So <laughs> <laughs> totally. how did you shift that? How did you, because we go through that in any space. It doesn't have to be through a job search. It could be anything, finance, exactly. health, it could be anywhere. So how did you shift that? What did you do? 
here's where I get really pumped up. You can tell. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Mindset is so huge. By putting my job search on hold and taking the time to meet with these people that are experts in their field, I gave me the power because now I know what they're looking for and I have more control over my efforts. So just taking the whole job search process back into where I have control, they gave me concrete things that I could do that I wasn't doing. Right. And this information was coming from the experts that were looking at resume. Yeah. So now all of a sudden I felt my mindset shifted from sending a ton of resumes out and just praying. They call it spray and pray. I, I, <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Instead of that, I was being more intentional, more deliberate. And I had the mindset of, I know that this is going to work. Mm -hmm. So anything that you can do to allow yourself to feel like you have more control. Hey, mama. This episode is brought to you by one of my favorite budgeting apps. And let me tell you, its functionality is nowhere near any other I've discovered. It's called You Need a Budget, or YNAB for short, and it's the only app that guides you toward not just creating categories and setting spending limits, but actually ensures you can't spend more than your available cash. During the depths of our get-out-of-debt journey, I tried app after app, but none of them really helped break the paycheck-to-paycheck cycle. When I found YNAB, I was suddenly able to see the age of my money and allocate this month's paycheck to next month's bills. And when I set money aside for a category or to pay off something, the app automatically reduced my available cash balance so I didn't accidentally spend that cash on something else. YNAB was instrumental in getting us debt-free and I still use it to this day. Get your free 30-day trial by clicking on the link in the show notes to this episode at reachingabundance.com. If a job seeker feels like they have some sort of control, that is going to impact their mindset. Mm. When I talk to job seekers, they feel like they don't have control, Mm. but that's what I coach to. I teach them things that they can do strategically that increase the odds of them getting that interview. And then I coach them through the interview process so that they can nail that interview. And then the third step would be, okay, now the company of their dreams is making an offer, but it's not where you want it to be. Okay. You have skills and strategies to beef up that offer. Right. So yeah, it it's not just about creating a resume and a cover letter. There are different things that are in their control that they can do that don't have to cost a lot of money Mm -hmm. to give them that competitive edge. Well, and I think you just spoke to this without saying it. My first two careers, I did not know or definitely did not feel empowered to negotiate my salary. That only came somewhere in my early 30s. And that ended up being part of my financial journey anyways, because we were focused on learning and diving into financial literacy. And that was some of the little puzzle pieces that I was putting together. Like, oh, okay. So if, if we make more money, we can work on our finances faster and reach our goals faster. But how do you get more money? I like my job. I like where I'm at. Yearly reviews are coming up. 
but do I have the confidence to ask for more money? Like, how do you do that? How do you have that conversation? And so that whole piece and mindset and education on even that I could ask for more money was not ever taught to me. So then you start to think back about the trajectory of your salary from when you're 20 something. If you had known that you could have negotiated for just a thousand dollars more, it's mind blowing. (laughs) Yes. Just that piece was always so interesting to me of how much of a difference I could have made if I had just known. Bingo. If you had just known. Yes. (laughs) And I say this every day, multiple times a day. You don't know what you don't know. So speaking specifically about compensation, back in my 20s and early 30s, when I would want to negotiate a higher salary, all I knew was I can ask for more money. Mm -hmm. But really, it's an entire compensation package, which includes different elements. It's not just your salary, your paycheck. So let's say if they've hit the max on the salary, okay, go back and ask for more vacation or demand a six-month performance review and an opportunity to earn more. I mean, there's so many different elements of negotiations that's not just about that paycheck. Yes. Money's money. You can't pay bills with a vacation. I get that. But (laughs) there are different elements to negotiating your compensation package. Yes. Who knows if wherever you work, there's some kind of meal plans. There could be different opportunities to restructure the way your bonus is calculated. There could be so many options there. And again, into my 30s, that started to be a piece of my awareness. And I love that you're out to educate women about all these little pieces on the job side of things. Going back to the, if we only knew, right? Yeah. I do talk a little bit about that, but that's why I was so excited to connect with you because when I have a mom who's coming to me for budget coaching or, hey, we want to get debt free in 2021, we're so excited, but we need help. Okay, cool. And then maybe the conversation directs a little bit to, well, you know, I'd like a better job, something like, and I would love to be able to connect women with someone like you. That's what my goals are revolving around is creating this network of women and moms who circle around and help goes in all directions and everybody's supporting everybody. That's really an important piece to me. For sure. It's funny because we talked about the importance of networking. Yes. And I'm a connector. I love connecting people. And to what you just said... There are so many opportunities for us to learn from each other, especially Mm -hmm. as women helping women or moms helping moms. I mean, my gosh, going back to the whole reason I'm doing this business, the whole crux of it was I had struggled. And for over a year, I was so down on myself because nothing was happening on the professional front. And I had to question my value. Like, maybe I don't have anything to contribute, but that's that mindset that I had to work on. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now because I feel so passionate about it. And I don't want any other moms out there or any other women to have to feel the same way that I felt or go through the struggles that I did. I want to speed up the process. I want to get you the job of your dreams. And I can commit to that. I can't guarantee that's going to happen. I can guarantee that if you do what I teach, you will speed up the job search process. You will get more action from recruiters and the right kind of action. But yeah, I don't want other people to go through what I did at all. Yeah. (laughs) It was hard. Yeah. I identify with that so much. 
And that's where you and I are so alike is because that's why I'm here too. Yeah. You know, we had our right. long, terrible, awful financial journey that I've shared openly about. And yeah, it's so beautiful when someone takes their biggest nightmare and turns it into a way that they can help other people. So I love that you did that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's back up a little bit. You're a mom too. I want to talk about some experiences where you felt that motherhood and mindset and money all intersected? Sure. I have a sophomore in college and a junior in high school. And when I was going through the job search process, it wasn't working. I'm not going to say I felt like a failure. I mean, there were times that I did feel like I was failing my kids. And even now, sometimes if I'm in a bad place, I question, Mm -hmm. am I failing my kids? Realistically, I know I'm not. I think that's a question that crosses all of our minds. Yeah. So I like that you said that because that's part of normalizing these feelings in this conversation that it's okay to feel that. As this relates to money, I go back to how I was raised with money Mm -hmm. and money was tight. And I had certain things that I repeated back in my head, you know, like we can't afford that. You don't need that. Mm. It wasn't a matter of deserve. It was really, you don't need that. How badly do you need that? We don't have enough money to afford. And it's not that money was taboo, but I didn't have a love of money. I didn't have a good relationship with money. And I listened to somebody a couple years ago talk about this very thing. And it made me realize that my relationship with money was horrible. And it wasn't, (laughs) it's horrible because I spend all the time. It was because I don't have a warm, fuzzy feeling with money. And when I shifted that, And I started changing the language that I used. And I didn't say, I can't afford that. I would say, I'm choosing not to buy that right now. But it's those simple shifts that make a difference. So I felt like for the longest time when I didn't have a very big income at all, I thought, what kind of example am I setting for them? I'm teaching them to live in fear. I'm teaching them to live in financial fear. I'm teaching them that mom doesn't have a stable income. And so all these negative things were coming at me. It was hard. It was tough. But once I shifted that mindset, then little by little, I started feeling like, okay, instead of feeling bad about this situation, I'm going to use it as a teaching opportunity to teach my kids the value of money. Fast forward, when I launched my business, that has been a fantastic opportunity for me to show my kids that, look, mom can go from nothing to running her own successful business, being happy, Mm -hmm. demonstrating something that I'm good at, and basically showing them that you can do anything you set your mind to. I really took a hard spin on this whole situation. (laughs) And the more that I speak it, the more that it happens. It's cool. It's really cool. That is so cool. Well, and I love that your kids are a little bit older now. So I'm hoping that their perspective of what's going on and some memories that they have, maybe when money was tight and then now and seeing, oh, like it doesn't matter how long mom was home or whatever the case is that she can step it up and hey, maybe I can too. And you can create your own online business and you can work from home in a failing economy and all of these pieces that I think are so important for our kids to see. There was a point where I felt broken. 
And I distinctly remember this moment. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the year, but it was winter. It was December, like right about now. Mm -hmm. And we had just had a horrific cold front come in and it was like 22 degrees or 24 degrees, super cold. And the heater went out Mm -hmm. and I kind of lost it. I just bawled like a baby. And I had both kids on either side of me. We're both bundled up in coats. And through my crying, I said, you know what? This is a horrible situation. It's so bad. But here's the thing. Yeah. I'm kind of losing it now, but I'm going to be fine in the morning. And we're going to be fine in the morning. We're going to snuggle up. We're going to get blankets. We're going to be warm. And I'm going to call and get this handled tomorrow. For now, I'm breaking down, but tomorrow is a new day and your mom is going to be fine and we're going to be fine. I remember them hugging me and me thinking, I can do this. Yes. And it's okay to break down. It's not okay to stay broken down. Yes. Oh my goodness. What a beautiful lesson. Oh, yeah. If you kept going, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are everything. Family is everything. And this goes back to mindset. When bad things happen, it is okay to be sad. It is okay to be down. It is okay to be angry. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to stay there. Right. Yeah. If you find yourself dwelling there, that's where it's so important to reach out to the friend or the coach or the mom tribe or whatever you need to do to make sure that you're able to get the tools you need to come out of it. For sure. You showed your kids right there that it is okay to have a moment. (laughs) Yeah. And it's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to be in this moment. I'm going to cry. And in the morning, I'm going to be okay. And we're going to be okay. Right. You're giving them that reassurance. So they didn't sit there snuggled in their coat and the blanket all night long worrying. They probably went to sleep just fine. Yeah. And they're like, ah, mom's going to handle it in the morning. They probably did. <laughs> you might have gone to sleep worrying, but yeah. I feel like that's pretty normal for us. <laughs> You're right. There's one other thing I did want to touch on, mm-hmm. especially if they're in the space of not knowing what exactly they're going to do. Like, maybe I need to go back to work. Maybe I need a side gig. Not sure yet. Mm-hmm. What I highly encourage you to do two things. Get involved with something mm-hmm. or some group mm-hmm. because like volunteer or join an association. So like I'm working with a finance professional that's recently getting certified and getting her bookkeeping going. And I highly encourage her to get involved in all the associations related to bookkeeping, because then all of a sudden you have a network of people that can help you help set you up for success because they're also on that same journey. Mm -hmm. But also it's good for your mindset to do things outside of the home Mm -hmm. that looks differently now, Mm -hmm. but you want to do that now because you don't want to have to scramble. And you don't want to have to make decisions out of desperation. And so I would also give the same advice with a resume or a LinkedIn profile. If there's a strong possibility that you're going to do that, Mm -hmm. have conversations now because I don't rush Mm -hmm. resume jobs. I know there are people out there that do and there are companies out there that do. But I am 150% committed to handing you documents that are error-free, well thought out. And for a writer, you need to have space in between writing sessions. So to ask me to return a resume in three days, I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's too important of a document to rush. I agree with that. And I want to highlight that you've set a very important boundary for yourself. And that's a great example for 
all of us moms out there, you're setting it in a professional tone, but in all of life, it's so important to notice boundaries, notice where you might feel encroached upon and set that boundary and enforce that boundary, whether it's in a relationship or with friends or professionally, or maybe the demands that you're placing on someone else. So for example, if I felt rushed that I need a resume in three days, hurry up. I need to back up and say, wait, why do I feel that way? Did I not approach the job market soon enough? Or like, what's going on on my end that would cause me to be rushing you? Yeah, That's my problem. That's not your problem. And that's this whole shift too. But I wanted to highlight that you did such a good job of setting those boundaries for your business. Because I think that's tough too for entrepreneurs and professionals working for corporate having those boundaries around what you can and can't do in a certain time period, that's still something I'm working on for myself with time blocking and different productivity and time management tools. For sure. It's a work in progress. And you know, I never even thought of it as setting a boundary, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know what else I started thinking about? I can't believe I just had this idea, but (laughs) I'm comparing the whole job search process to like, pulling together an outfit to go out for date night. Ooh, okay. Go with me on this. Okay, okay. let's do it. If you're going to go out for Valentine's date night with your spouse or significant other or a girl's night, doesn't matter. So you need a whole outfit, right? And you can get a killer pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. But if that killer pair of shoes just has a uh, outfit, the shoes are going to lose its impact. Right. So having a killer outfit means shoes, outfit, jewelry, hair, makeup. There's all these different elements that give you rock star status, right? Right. Same for a job search process. So you can have a great resume, but if your cover letter is bad, mm-hmm. not work. Or you can have a great resume and a great cover letter, but if your LinkedIn bio isn't stellar that's going to hurt you. And you can have all of those things. But if you're not good at interviewing, yes, that's going to hurt you. So I mean, everything works together. Mm -hmm. I like that everything works together. And and networking is as critical, if not more than resume, because Mm -hmm. I think the percentage was like 76% or 72% of the people getting hired in 2020, they got the job because they know somebody or they were connected to somebody. Mm. So the people that are getting hired that have no connections or no ends, Mm -hmm. it's harder and harder. I mean, it was hard before 2020, but now you have to take advantage of every opportunity you can to set yourself apart from your competition. And connections is a huge part of that. I agree. And referring back to the beginning of the episode, I liked how you mentioned the jobs and processes that we do at home as household CEOs can be fixed up and formatted and put on a resume so that we can get that eventual job. Because that's that's a lot of what I talk about is being the household CEO and stepping fully into that confidence that a CEO would have, right? But you're not running a business, you're running the household. So you're in charge of the kids' schedule. You probably know the husband's schedule. You got your schedule, you got groceries. I guarantee you, you know half of the stuff that's in the pantry in your mind. And you know, there's so much that we do that can be translated into valuable transferable skills. So what about 
the moms who maybe they have had a corporate job and they have been able to work from home for a little while, but they are starting to wonder and feel the pressure about needing to go back to the office. Like maybe this year in 2021, offices will open back up. There are a lot of moms who might look forward to that, sure, because that seems to be the normal that we miss. But I very strongly feel that there are probably some moms out there that are like, I want to be home with my babies. Like this gave me a taste of a life that I've been wishing for, or maybe I didn't know that I liked, and I'm not wanting to go back. I want that online job so I can stay home. So thinking about, okay, right now it's January, we're starting to think about this, and you talked about needing to take a long-term approach to the job search process. What are some things that moms might could do to set themselves up for providing that excellent resume and providing that great position where they can get that online work from home job? Okay, here's the number one thing I would recommend people do. I tell this to every person that I speak to on the phone, Mm -hmm. for moms, especially if they've been out of work, go to LinkedIn, sign up for LinkedIn premium, you get a 30 day free trial but you have to be intentional. Like Mm. if you're going to sign up on January 15th, make sure that you have the time for the next 30 days to go into it. Okay. Yeah. Actually use your free trial. (laughs) Yeah. And you should be doing well, several things, but one of them is building your network, reaching out to people in whatever area it is you're considering. You need to start making connections now. And what does that look like? Hey, I know that you've been working at XYZ company and I see you're connected to a friend of mine, so-and-so. Would you be open to giving me 10 or 15 minutes just to tell me a little bit about like what an average day is like for you at X, Y, and Z company? Mm. So definitely start building your networks. The other thing is LinkedIn Learning. It's a free learning platform and it has 5,000. Yeah, lots of information. Of learning opportunities. Yeah, and, and the learning opportunities can be watching a one hour webinar and then answering questions. And then all of a sudden you get certified by LinkedIn through whatever the topic is Mm -hmm. that goes on your LinkedIn profile, right? And that goes on your resume in lieu of other things that you can't do. Mm -hmm. And at one point I was thinking project management might be something for me. It was a very hot industry several years ago. And I thought, well, I manage projects all the time, but Project management is different than managing projects. Mm. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I thought I'm going to look into it. So I watched a free webinar on LinkedIn Learning. I watched 15 minutes of it. It was so horrible, so (laughs) miserable. I hated every single thing about it. You were like, that's not the job for me. (laughs) No, it was not at all. But I wouldn't have had that opportunity to check it out for free. And what if it was an area that I had no idea about that I could totally do and I would love doing. Okay, now all of a sudden I can get certifications and trainings and all for free for that 30 days. Yeah. So that's just one of the things that is fantastic about LinkedIn Premium. There's so many more great things about it, but Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend doing things to start building your resume out, Mm -hmm. taking any classes that you can, building connections, getting involved with a nonprofit or with your kid's PTA, serve on a board, be a chair, anything you can do to show that you're active other than raising your kids. And I'm not belittling that. Employers like people that have 
a wide range of involvement in a variety of activities. And it can look kind of sketchy if everything you've done is in January, 2021. (laughs) You're going to be like, what did you do in 2020? Yes. So I encourage you to get started. School with my kids. (laughs) I navigated COVID is what I did. (laughs) Right. That's a job. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You know what? It's never too late to reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm probably older than most of your listeners, but when I turned 50, it was like I gave myself permission Mm -hmm. to do risky things Mm -hmm. because I thought I played safe my entire life. Now I'm on the other side and I'm going to start taking some risks. Yeah, It's never too late to reinvent yourself. That is a wonderful message to leave moms with. I really appreciate that you said that because I know firsthand that when the kids are little or even when you're thinking about starting your family, you go into protective mode where you're like, no risk, just trying to raise those babies and figure it out. And just now, as my kids have entered public school, I've started to feel a little more freedom that. I can kind of find myself again. That's a journey that a lot of moms go through. I've heard so many times that during those newborn or toddler years that you wind up feeling lost and kind of aimless and like, what's the point? Like, I'm just mom now. And that's not true. (laughs) Like you said, you can reinvent yourself or revert back to who you really are and find that person again at any age. Right. And that's part of why I started doing this too, because I started feeling like, yes, this is my message. Yes, this is what I believe in. But also I can do this long-term. I can be a financial coach and a podcaster and do podcast editing and all this stuff from home for the rest of my life. And I probably won't even really look forward to a retirement date. I'll just be happy doing this. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's the place we all want to end up. I honestly believe people, if they love what they do, they don't mind doing it for an indefinite amount of time. And that's when it's not a job. It's what you do. Right. And it's no longer work. You enjoy it. Exactly. Not that I wouldn't want to retire because I definitely want some sweet vacations, but... Right. (laughs) But you can take your work anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. And fortunately, I think that's the direction we're headed with technology, so... And I think it's a good thing because even when I did work corporate, I really did want to work from home. And I would go to my work and look at my computer and be like... If they just gave me access, I could seriously do this all at home, not waste the time commuting, not waste the time in the kitchen being like, oh, hi, Sally, how are you today? (laughs) And, you know, I just felt like it was just a big waste of time. And I really wished so badly that I could work from home all along. And it's one of those things that if you think about it enough, that you'll figure out a way to make it happen. So yeah, that's a little bit of my journey. But tell moms a little bit about your infographic that you mentioned earlier and how can we follow you and connect with you? The place that I really encourage them to check out is my Facebook group, Career Ignite. I pop on there once or twice a week and just give little tidbits and information for people that are on a career journey in the job search process. I throw in some humor there. And then my website, wewriteitnow.com. Lots of information there. And so I would love to meet and engage and get to learn more about your listeners. Yeah. 
I am very excited about my infographic piece. You have your resume, you have your cover letter, you have your LinkedIn profile. It's all about setting yourself apart from your competition. And with these branded infographics that I create for clients, it's just another tool to help set you apart. What it looks like is basically it is a visually appealing document that's in color. Hmm. And I have a couple of different formats. The one that I most widely use is where I grab statements or quotes from previous managers or colleagues that speak to your value, your integrity, your skill set, that sort of thing. And it's, it's a cool, interesting document. Another one, if you don't have quotes or if your job search is kind of on the down low, so you don't want to reach out and get those quotes, that's fine because I can do one section that highlights your skills and accomplishments mm -hmm. and another section that speaks to your core values. Right. Because a lot of positions, they're looking for people that are trustworthy, outgoing, you know, the soft skill piece of it. Yeah. But why is this working? Because nobody else is doing it. And that is what is so awesome because it's really going to make the hiring manager take notice and go, oh, what is this? Oh, mm -hmm. huh, okay. It's a lead to draw them into wanting to look at your resume further. Right. And you sent me a couple of examples and they're really eye-catching. They look like Pinterest pins. Right. I was noticing, oh, okay, this could take the place of your references sheet. You know, if you're using the quotes, like you mentioned, it looked really cool. And I have never seen that before. So I totally agree with you. It's unique and catchy and super cool. That's exactly how it was birthed. I was in LinkedIn Premium and there was conversations with recruiters about integrating those recommendations into the resume. Mm. But to me, real estate is a premium on a resume. And you're going to have to squeeze those testimonials or those recommendations in. And what's the point of squeezing something in? I mean, something that important and that personal that speaks to your credibility. Mm -hmm. That needs to be highlighted. Right. And so then I thought, well, there's not room to highlight it on the resume. So why not create another document. Why not? Yeah. So I started doing it and my clients are loving it. The recruiters that I've shared it with are loving it. And for your listeners, if your listeners choose to work with me, I'll do it for free. Oh, that's awesome. So the little infographic piece yeah. will be like a free add-on. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yep. Go get her mamas. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for that super cool freebie. I can't wait to hear about the moms who take advantage of that and use you for their job search. Yeah. I strongly feel that 2021 is going to be our year in general. 2020 was rough. It will. <laughs> and I'm done with that. And I'm ready to... I'm done with it as well. <laughs> I'm ready to move forward and move on and make it the best year yet. Yes. I'm super <laughs> excited to do that. Thank you for being here, Christy. Oh, it was fun. Loved it. All right, Mama. All Christy's links are in the show notes at reachingabundance.com. Plus, head there anyway to check out a few examples of those infographics she was talking about. And when you hire her for career coaching or to beef up your resume, tell her you found her here on the Reaching Abundance podcast, and she'll make you one of those infographics for free. Like I said during the interview, I'm really feeling 2021. This is our year, mama. 
Whatever you wish for, dream of, or set goals toward, let's approach that with fire. Nobody's going to accomplish that for you. And I've said it before, as a mother, you have an immense power. It's time to harness it, make an impact, and create momentum toward good. If getting your finances in order is a priority this year, let's talk. I'll hold your virtual hand as we walk through things together. Yes, we look at the numbers, and I teach you how to better understand them. But for a holistic approach, together we explore mindset, income, debt, creating productive assets, and we uncover the emotions and subconscious beliefs that are influencing your financial decisions. Financial freedom is possible when all of the above are applied correctly. And if you're curious about how to do that and join the other smart mamas who are on this path, you're invited to book a quick 15-minute free discovery call so we can chat about it. If there is a mom you know who you think should be on the show, I'd love to connect with her. And if you want to be on the show, don't be afraid to step up and reach out. DM me on Instagram at reachingabundance and let's set it up. I'm looking for women who you find interesting or inspiring, whose message you align with, and who love doing deep dives into emotions, child psychology, mindset, health, and how all of those things relate back for us moms to money. Every one of us has a story, and this podcast is about bringing those stories to the surface, making them less taboo, and creating a network of moms who have each other's backs. Speaking of our mom tribe, make sure you're in our free group at moneymindedmamas.com. There will be free money management workshops going on and only available inside the group beginning this month, January of 2021. So jump in right now by heading to moneymindedmamas.com. Thank you for listening. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance by looking at the income side of your financial equation. We often focus on budgeting and spending less, but how about increasing your income? Much like my ahas that I shared inside this episode, it's eye-opening to realize how much more quickly we can achieve our goals when we focus on increasing our income. Last but not least, a quick reminder to pop over to the show notes at reachingabundance.com where you'll find the links to follow Christy, the link for your free month of YNAB, the Money Mindset Mantra's free download, and of course, the summary to everything we talked about. Have a wonderful week, Mama. I'll be back next week to share all about sinking funds, what they are, why you need them, and how they might be the key to fixing your budget. <laughs>